put your freaking thoughts out there or no one's going to listen to you, period. And you're not going to inspire anybody. You know, bold statements are what inspire people. And that's what you need to make if you want to be heard. If you are a fitness entrepreneur and want to make more money, have greater impact and enjoy more freedom, then you need to give me two days and I will show you how to build a five, six, and even seven figure online fitness business. Even if you're starting from scratch, even if your business has hit a plateau and you're ready to take it to new heights. How are we going to do this? At the Seven Figure Fitness Business Mastermind in Clearwater, Florida on February 9th and 10th. This is the event where all my coaching students and my coaches get together and this is where we deliver marketing strategies to 10x your business to help you get literally one year's worth of results in the next 90 days. At this event, we will have two guest speakers, two super incredible people, industry leaders. The first individual is none other than Joel Marion, and his talk is called How to Scale Your Business and Your Message 10 Times Bigger, 10 Times Faster. Joel went from zero to $100 million with his supplement business, Biotrust, in just over one year, and he built his Instagram following just recently to over a million followers in less than five months. That's right. That's insane. Next, we'll have my coach, Bedros Koulian, and he's going to be teaching us empire habits, how to sell high-ticket products and services like a boss. Bedros is the author of the brand-new best-selling book, Man Up, and he went from a fleeing immigrant to a business frontrunner taking his Fit Body Bootcamp franchise to one of the fastest-growing franchises named by Inc. Magazine. How do you sign up? You go to this website. Write this down. It's also in the show notes. All right. Vince Del Monte Seven Figure Mastermind.com. All right. Vince Del Monte Seven Figure Mastermind.com. Read the whole page. On this page, you'll also see a number of our success stories. So if you've been burned before, if you've invested into a coach, you, you know you need a coach. I don't need to sell you on needing a coach. Everyone needs a mentor right? Or else it's so easy to get off track. But if you want to hear what we're doing with other members, I highly recommend you watch these videos. All right. So you know what we're capable of. All right. Then at the bottom of the page, there's a place to fill out some information. All right. We're going to get a good idea of where you're at, where you want to go. And then on the page after that, you'll see a video of me and Jay Maxwell, and he's going to point you to a link, which provides you his calendar. So you guys can set up a call. He can answer all your questions. We don't do any hard selling. It's just to ensure this is a right fit for you kind of call. All right. And that's all you got to do. Vince Delmonte, sevenfiguremastermind.com. And if you sign up, all right, if you sign up before the end of the year, before 2019 rolls around, we will hook you up with a free 10X Growth Con ticket for free. It's a $197 ticket. I bought 50 of them and a whole ton of us are going to be sitting together, 35,000 entrepreneurs, Miami, Florida, Grant Cardone. He's got an insane lineup of the world's top entrepreneurs, business folk. We'll be learning from them and then a couple days later, we'll be getting together in Clearwater. So you can make it a week-long trip. Obviously, this is for super serious people ready to grow. All right. And, uh, all you got to do is fill out the application and we'll jump on the phone. We'll figure out if it's a good fit for you, answer all your questions, and then we will go from there. Hey, welcome back to the Vince Del Monte podcast. I'm joined here by Aubriana. She woke up extra early when I was uh, to record this intro. So we're just going to roll with it. All right. So we're going to uh, be joined today by Dan Gardner, who's one of the world's top nutrition experts. He also specializes in health optimization 
And we kick off the call talking about the importance of going to college. I think you'll be surprised by his answer. And if you want to be a fitness expert, do you need to go to college? We also talk about the best educational fitness courses to invest in. If you're an online coach, a personal trainer, which courses will give you the best bang for your buck? Uh, we move into talking about health optimization. So if you're a fitness enthusiast looking for some tweaks to optimize your own health this year, uh, so really cool stuff we talk about in terms of optimizing your gut. And then we move into talking about uh, how to charge what you're worth and uh, how to and why never to undervalue your services. And uh, we talk a lot about pricing. This was a cool part of our conversation today. And then we talk about the reality of making money with an online business. I think a lot of people are really unaware of what goes into doing this. And uh, we really just shed the truth to get you mentally prepared for what you're signing up for. Uh, Finally, we talk about the mentality to grow your business. So you got started, great, everybody can start, but how do you grow it? How do you get out of building mode and get into growth mode? And uh, one of the big things uh, that we both agreed on was the importance of becoming a specialist. So, So how do you niche down and how much do you niche down? Like what is too niched? Uh, what is just perfect? Where's that sweet spot? And then finally, we wrap up this call talking about how to stand out. How do you become the go-to leader in your space? How do you ensure that you do show up? Because if you don't show up differently, you don't show up at all. So had a great call with Dan Gardner. He's an awesome dude, super passionate, super genuine. He's just a world full of knowledge. And uh, we talk fitness, we talk business here. So enjoy our call. Welcome back. We are here downstairs in Casa del Monte with the one and only world-renowned nutrition expert, Dan Gardner, who's also a world-famous strength coach. <laughs> yes, sir. Don't forget them both. <laughs> How are Welcome. you doing today, buddy? Yeah, I'm doing good, man. Hey, where were, we, uh, where were we last when we were hanging out together? We were hanging out. It was either in Tampa Bay, one of your masterminds, or we were hanging out in your old Ancaster house doing a muscle camp and getting 5 million views on a video. (laughs) 5.5 million views. That's my number uh, one watched YouTube video, muscle camp. And you and Kev came down and we had you do quad sets uh, on shoulders. Yeah. That video blew up. I remember it vividly. And we also had to run the stairs by your place. I remember that terribly vividly. I took you to the Wentworth stairs. That's right. Yes, oh sir. yeah, yeah. And prior to that, though, let's uh, let the listeners know how we met. Prior to that, we were yeah. at um, a biosignature event yeah. in um, Toronto. Do you yeah. recall how we uh, connected at that event? Um, it was just break time. Um, I had knew about you already way before then. Um, I had already known the skinny guy savior Vince Delmonte <laughs> way before then, and uh, and then I saw you there. Actually, no, I think you posted that you were going to be there, and I was like, all right, I got to network with this guy. And it was the first day on the first break. I was like, hey, my name's Dan Garner. <laughs> How are you doing? So it was a level two bow signature, I think, in Toronto with James Laval, and then first break. Had to, had to break the ice and make it happen. Yeah, and I remember, I think, picking your brain and you actually were interpreting everything that he was teaching in a language <laughs> that I could understand. Yeah. And I was gearing up to launch No Nonsense Muscle Building 2.0. So I think we were walking over to Chipotle. I can't remember what I said, but I pretty much said, are you for hire? Yeah, so it was, it was very casual. And I was like, yep, let's roll. And then uh, it's just kind of been history from there. We went on and we made a killer product together. Yeah, yeah. So just to give you guys an idea, you know, when I started getting plugged into the Polyquin world, I quickly realized that this is not my expertise. I like this stuff. I understand it. But I can't talk this at the level that the guys 
at the top of the class are. So I hired Dan to ghostwrite some of the top sections of No Nonsense Muscle Building, the training guide, nutrition guide, the supplement guide. And the reason I do that is for my own education. And we went back to forth on it extensively. Oh yeah, lots of Skype calls, lots of fun. That was a fun project all around. Yeah, so what I did just for the entrepreneurs listening, and this is a little hack I mean, you were kind of just getting going back then, right? 100%. I was ecstatic to be a part of the project. I I paid you very handsomely. And it was educational (laughs) for me too, to see how the behind the scenes stuff works. Yeah. And and, I mean, those were heavy duty guys, 50 plus pages. But um, I had Dan do what he loves doing, which is the research and the organization, essentially putting it into a skillfully organized manner for the end user to take and actually get results because the end user doesn't want to read a textbook. No, no. The end user wants application in a language that they find clarity in. So they have to understand it in order to apply it. So that's kind of the the job of any good coach should be able to communicate in a way to be effective and not just sound smart. Right. So, so we're going to get into some cool stuff today. I want to hear how you've blown up your nutrition practice. You work with some celebrity uh athletes, world famous people, and I'm going to get you to name drop. I'm tired of these people saying, oh, we don't name drop. What's the point if you don't name drop? (laughs) How do I know you're not making that up? So, so, so listen, let's, let's um, go back to your beginnings. What was your athletic upbringing like? My athletic upbringing was kind of like any other kid in Canada. You can learn to skate before you learn to walk. So, or before you learn to crawl, <laughs> you crawl on the ice. Did you grow up in London, Ontario? <laughs> yep, I did. Oh, yeah, cool. born and raised in London, Ontario. What and hospital? I was born in London too. I was in Victoria. Okay. I was uh, on Richmond, St. Joe's, yeah. St. Joe's, yeah. All right. Two major ones. I was the Victoria. It was the new hospital at the time. So that's where I went. But uh, yeah, so born and raised in London, Ontario. Athletic upbringing was uh, just a whole lot of hockey for a long time, but then got so deep into the martial arts world that I ended up leaving hockey um, in my later, later teens and then um, got real deep into overall martial arts and got into that stuff. And when did you get into the Poliquin world education? When did you get into the industry of coaching, fitness, strength training? Well, I've been strength training since I was 14. So like I started off like so many of us do with um, concrete filled plastic plates, those York barbell sets, those old school ones. So I had one of those been training since I was 14, but um, I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life for a long time. So I had a little bit of a delayed start. So I, I, in high school, I had no idea what I wanted to do. So then out of high school, I just got a job at some machine shop and worked there for like three and a half years. And then the best thing that happened to me in my life was a blessing in disguise. The machine shop wasn't doing so well and had massive layoffs. So I ended up getting fired from my job, but I saw it as a second chance at life. So I was about 21 at the time when I got into the Poliquin stuff. And when I actually went back to college to get a real education in this thing and start a career in something that I loved doing instead of something that I was miserable doing. Did you go to Fanshawe? No, I went to uh, Mohawk. Mohawk. Okay. So I commuted to Brantford eat every single day, 90-minute commute, but turned my car into... Uh, this is actually... They had something called CDs during okay. this time. And uh, I actually used to put... Podcasts were so rare back in the day too, but... What I, were you listening to back then? Um, it was There's something called Maximus Mark Radio. Um, Mark Atobre um, in Australia. He had interviewed a bunch of strength coaches. Um, Charles Poliquin also. He had... 
these really cheap MP3s that yeah. were like five bucks a piece, but they were like two hours of content. Oh my gosh, yeah. I downloaded all those. Yeah, and I also had um, The Truth About Training, Diet, and Food by Scott Abel. Yes. Yeah, and those. Scott Abel's stuff was amazing. Oh, it was so good. Still great. Still, it's still great, yeah. So I had uh, about two to three, like I actually have a, I had a CD like case holder with about 60 CDs, but you could only fit one podcast on each CD. So I had one podcast on each. Uh, Berardi had something too. I think it was called, uh, actually I can't even remember what it was called, but he had something too. And then uh, I had them all on CDs and turned my car into a mobile university. So, so, so who else were some of your earlier influencers? You got Paul Quinn, you got Scott Abel. Yeah, John Berardi for John sure. John Berardi, yeah. Yeah, he, he, was a, he was a guy for sure. I think that those are kind of the main guys that I followed back in the day. And then, um, of course, I was also following you as well during that time because I knew who you were way before that Biosig. So I would say that, uh, you know, way back when, like when I was, because Scott Abel's been doing the thing forever and Berardi's been doing the thing forever. So I think when I was, even way back when I was 14, um, I think those guys were already in the magazines because magazines were around at the time too. Everything's changed so much since back then, but I would say those are the main guys. Okay. Yeah. Berardi was my exercise science professor when I was in third year at Western. Nice. And this is when he had long, slick hair. Yep. This is when he just launched johnberardi.com before T Nation. It's when yeah. uh, he first spoke at Swiss, I believe it was 2001. Yeah. He had the Mr. Steal Your Girl haircut at the time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then I realized he was a super uh, nice guy, nicest guy in the world. And he was going to the same church I was going to oh, cool. in London and we hit it off and he's always been a mentor and a great friend of mine. Yeah. Yeah. He's definitely a great dude. Okay, so what happened after that? You got your degree. Hey, before we do that, how important is college to being a strength coach? Where does that play? What's your take on that? I think it's important. I think that um, I, there's two sides to the to the to the sword here because I think college is so important in order to learn the foundation to speak the language. Because if you don't understand physiology or biochemistry or biology at the fundamental level, then you're not sure if what you're reading defies the laws of physiology. So you're not able to identify if something's a scam or not because you don't have the foundation of knowledge in place of how the human body works. So I think that college is so important to understand physiology, but it does nothing at all to teach you how to train, create training programs, or actually how to coach with people in the real world. That's something you learn through experience, through speaking to other strength and conditioning coaches. So I think it's amazing to speak the language, but at the same time, I work with some of the top people in the entire world. Nobody asks me what my credentials are. So when people go to get a bunch of letters behind their name, I think that they think more about that than their customer does. Because if you have a proven track record of success, honestly, nobody asks me what my credentials are. And I work with some of the best people in the world. So I think that's the double-edged sword. You need it for the foundation, but it's not going to get you the respect that you think it will. Okay, so if I'm, let's say, 18 to 22, I don't have that many, you know, I don't have a family, I don't have many responsibilities, obligations, what courses, let's say college isn't in the cards for me or university isn't the cards for financial reasons. What certifications nutrition wise and training wise should I invest in to lay some good solid bricks? Ooh, that's a good one. We've uh, got the best stuff these days. 
Well, there's this guy named Dan Garner who has these two courses that are just phenomenal. Hey, promote it, man. Yeah. Hey, have you heard Grant Cardone say his new thing lately? If you don't promote it, they won't know it. And yeah, if they don't exactly. know it, they won't flow it. <laughs> and go. if they don't flow it, you will not survive. <laughs> Sounds like Cardone. A lot of rhyming and a lot of a lot of flair there. Yeah. But yeah, no, I have my own ultimate training mentorship, my own ultimate nutrition mentorship. They're both four-month, 100% online courses where I certify trainers in my methodology. But to say something not so self-serving, I do recommend the NSCA CSCS course and everything that Precision Nutrition does. How about NASM? Is that any good? Somebody asked me about that the other day. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> what, what about, uh, what about um, okay, so Berardi for nutrition yeah. and NSCA for training. For training. Strength and conditioning, yeah. Okay. Is that an online course? Is it a... Yeah, yeah. So you'll get the textbook sent to you, but then you have to do the exam in a physical location. And, and then after those, say, two more academic, more textbook style courses, then you get into something like you're offering. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And what I'm, I essentially take things to the next level because um, a lot of the major, major courses essentially allow you to get that foundation that I was speaking about with college. But a lot of trainers, I mean, if you want to survive in this industry, continuing education is a must. I think that we would agree instantly on that. The science of training and nutrition changes um, on a monthly basis. New publications come out and there are always new and better ways to optimize health and optimize someone's results in a shorter time frame. So if people are looking for always continuing education, new protocols, more tools to add to their toolkit, because a tool is only ever as good as it is applied, then Never stop learning. I'm always still always doing stuff. So. Who's on your radar? Who are you listening to? Who do you make sure you uh, keep your finger on the pulse? Right now? Um, not too many people. I've, I've kind of, I've got to a point where I'm a little bit more boring than um, I'd like to admit. I, uh, I normally read textbooks and read research and then I'll read something in a textbook and then if I want to find out more about it, then I'll find the publications on that topic. So I'm kind of just going straight to the source now because reading research used to be very exhausting for me and it used to look like a different language to me, but it doesn't now. So I can kind of read it without it being as exhausting as it used to be. So, so explain this to me. You actually go to like PubMed, you search in a topic and you right. read, that's what you do? That's right. Holy cow. Yeah. That's the, that's the, in order to kind of. That's why I hired you. Yeah. <laughs> so I wouldn't, I couldn't get through that. I'm that guy. Yeah. So in order. But that's to, why we need guys like you. Yeah. In, in order to remain on the cutting edge. And that's what I enjoy doing. So more, in order to remain on the cutting edge and provide my programs, products and clients, the the best out of the best, then I have to be that guy because if I'm any anything less, then I wouldn't be able to, I wouldn't have the audacity or the authority to say the things that I say or work with the people that I work with who hire me for multi-million dollar problems that I need to solve. So, yeah. Okay, so so what percentage of your time is still invested into learning and sharpening your own sword um, when it comes to your skill set of servicing your high status clients in terms of actually nutrition, training, supplementation, yeah, health so optimization. Continuing education in all three of those areas, I would still spend, I would say on average, two to three hours a day. Oh, wow. Yeah, two to three hours a day. And it's something that I'll typically do. And this is, you know, breaking my own rules, but it was something I'll typically do during mealtimes. So I'll read publications while I eat and then it's back to work where I can't do both at the same time. I, I want to dig in here, but how, how do you stay disciplined, invest two to three hours a day into something you're already one of the best at um, and, and not just want to shift your focus to a, say, top line? 
I mean, being one of the best, it's not hard to get there as much as it is to stay there. That's you have to stay there. Uh, that's one of the hardest things. That's the thing. Legends like legends go through a cycle. Legends tend to legend for a while, but then they kind of rest on yesterday's work and they kind of just hang out there and then they slowly fade away into the darkness. And that's not me. I'm fired up every single day I wake up. So I want to maintain to be one of the best in the world at this game on every level that I possibly can. And it's a difference between me because I don't feel pushed to do it. I feel pulled to do it. So I'm ready to roll. So it, it's a different mindset. When, when something's put in front of me, I'm not like it's every single day, everybody wakes up like a video game. You've got your green bar of health. And I kind of view that green bar as a green bar of willpower. And you can take 10% hits during certain things of the day that you don't necessarily enjoy doing, but you have to do because of your job description or whatever. But when I read research, I don't take a hit to my willpower. I'm, I'm ready to roll. I'm pulled towards it. I, I hear from uh, your partner in crime here, business partner, Kevin, that you're one of the most hyperproductive guys around. So we'll get to your schedule and how you organize your day for maximum productivity. Uh, I'd love to hear something you've learned recently, health optimization-wise, that would maybe surprise the readers. It would be super valuable for us. Anything you're applying to your own life or a client's life? What's moving the needle these days in health optimization? Anything new or is it something you want to be more basic that we need to be reminded of? Uh, not too basic. My job's to be advanced. So I work with pretty much pro athletes and business execs or um, personal trainers who just, you know, they've exhausted their own methods and they've plateaued for a lot of times people hit, they've been training really hard for five years and they hit this plateau they can't get out of. And that's normally when they hire me. So I stick to the pretty advanced stuff. So when somebody hires me and they're looking to optimize their health, I send over a battery of lab analysis to their place. So I'll send over blood, saliva, urine, and stool analysis to their place, the full gamut. So it's not just one snapshot of their physiology. I want the whole movie. You need all that. And yeah, absolutely. I want to identify the true root cause as to what is creating the um, biological plateau right now. That's happening for a reason, and my job's to find out. And then my job is to solve it at the root causal level and not just deal with the symptoms of the person, which is what so many coaches make the mistake of doing. And then I'll figure that out. So I guess if I had to offer a tip to somebody, I would say do labs. You know, you go and you get your car looked at every six months, but you never get your body looked at. It's crazy thinking to me. This is the vehicle that you have to live in forever. So identify all the different specs that you need to identify in order to optimize your health. Where do I get these labs? Um, uh, you can get them from somebody locally, but I am a certified, I'm a functional medicine practitioner. Oh, you're so, functional medicine. Yes, yeah, oh, sir. Wow. Yeah. I'm a functional medicine practitioner and functional diagnostic nutritionist. So I have the legality to send labs to people's doorstep so they can avoid, um, all of the inconvenience associated with trying to get labs. So are you primarily prescribing supplements? I can, but I what, normally... what would be the protocols typically? Um, it depends what I find, right? So uh, with the stool analysis, I'm getting a good insight as to how well or how not well somebody's actually digesting and assimilating their proteins, carbs, and fats. I also get a major insight into if they have any parasitic, fungal, yeast, or bacterial infections. And then with the stool, I also just get a good insight on their overall gut microbiome. So like it, that may incite a type of gut protocol. Whereas if 
I'm looking at your salivary testing, your salivary testing is a good insight towards your sleep-wake cycle, but also your free hormones and your melatonin levels. So it's like the protocols can be spun in many different directions, but I never just offer a supplementation protocol. If somebody hires me, I want to be in control of the process. So I'm in charge of their meal planning, their training, and their supplementation. I want to charge I want to be in control of all angles so I can get my predictable outcome because when I see a lab, I can see a blueprint of their physiology. And when we have a blueprint of somebody's physiology, then I know how we're going to get from point A to point B. We just got to execute it. What if you need to recommend hormones? Do you have to outsource that to a hormone doc? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Okay. I recommend that. that. Eh, not too common. Not you, as common. Eh? Yeah, well, a lot of times, it, the thing with me is I always want to ask why. So it, let's just go with an example here. If you have high blood pressure and you go to your doctor's office and they, what they'll do is they'll essentially give you blood pressure medication and that medication will lower your blood pressure. But I want to ask, okay, why was that blood pressure high? And then once we find that answer through a battery of lab analysis, then we identify the root cause as to what was causing the high blood pressure, eliminate it so that physiology can function optimally in the absence of pharmacology or in the absence of supplements. My job is to actually get people off of supplements or off of their protocol in the long run. And the same thing happens when you look at gut stuff. Like something I always tell my students is the symptom is not the problem. The symptom is always the result of the problem. So if somebody has bloating, belching, and gas, and then what they'll normally do, their personal trainer will say, okay, we'll take these digestive enzymes. And then their bloating and belching will go away so long as they keep taking the digestive enzymes because what they're doing is they're only dealing with the symptom. The enzymes took the bloating away, but the reason why the bloating was, why is why is it's happening? The root cause is still there. You're just mediating the symptoms with your enzymes. So when you ask the question to me about how many people do I refer out for hormonal, um, say, replacement therapy, it's not many because in many cases, I'll ask, why is testosterone low? Find out, get rid of the problem, and it'll naturally elevate to where it should be in their normative value for their age. And we're ready to rock. That's fantastic. Uh, how about give us some things that you commonly see that we may be surprised? Like what are some root causes? You must be seeing consistent trends across well, the yeah. board. You know, if you go to NMAT therapist, I ask my guy, what are you treating when you're going to see these NFL players? It gets we typically... For the, they never like answering these questions because they're, I'm curious, but like, oh, we, feet's a big one, feet's a big one. What are some big ones in the body that you're like, here we go again? Biggest one is gut infections. Biggest gut one. infections. Yeah. And so I've done way over 100 labs at this point. And the people coming to me are some of the most healthy people in the world. And still, I would easily venture to say about 30% of the clientele who come to me and do a stool analysis have either a parasitic, fungal, or bacterial infection that I have to deal with. How do you get that? How do I? Or no, how, how does someone get a gut infection? Oh, it's very, Triggers. very common. You can get it from food. You can get it from traveling. You can get it from your water. You can get it from a lot of different ways, but um, it's there and it stays. I mean, a lot of people don't know how intelligent um, bacteria and parasites have evolved to survive. They're survivors and they do a lot of tricky things to survive and they do a lot of things in physiology that people just don't know about. So like 
a parasite, for example, a parasite can cause a lot of damage within the gut. And over time, that can lead to leaky gut. And when you have leaky gut, then that can lead to food sensitivities. So some people are like, I, I, things are making me bloat. I just want to find out what I'm sensitive to. Do a food sensitivity test. They eliminate those foods, but they didn't eliminate the root cause, did they? That parasite's still hanging out there and still causing the same problem. I gotcha. So it's, it's, that's something that needs to be dealt with. But like parasites, for example, uh, Giardia lamblia is a parasite that can actually migrate to the gallbladder and reduce bile secretion. And when you reduce bile secretion, you can't uh, assimilate your fats properly because bile is what breaks down and allows the body to what's known as emulsify fats so they can absorb it. So let's say you're taking a lot of omega-3s. Well, it's not always the nutrient that you're, it's not always the food, but it's the food that the physiology is going into. Because if you're eating something, it's, it doesn't matter if you're not digesting and assimilating it because it won't have its effect on you because it's going to be passed through and excreted. So like that parasite can impact bile secretion, which can then affect fat absorption over time. And like another one is blastocystis hominis. And blastocystis hominis has been known to create massive inflammation within the joints. So you can have a sore elbow, sore knee, sore hip like so many people have, and then you're doing all this mobility work and you don't know you have a parasite. So that's my job. People don't think about this kind of stuff, and that's why I do the labs because so many people, to me, look like they're running in a mouse wheel because they're constantly chasing symptoms and they're, the root cause is right in their face and they're not, and they're not attacking it. What's another one that's commonly in people's face? Um, we'll do one more. One more that's commonly in people's face. <laughs> There's likely a good chance I got a parasite. Yeah, I probably or, got a parasite. Are parasites, uh, uh, you know, created by a lot of alcohol? Maybe a wine. Red wine specifically, uh, like Capsov, California. Yeast, <laughs> yeast is fed by alcohol ah. in, in a very strong way. But um, yeah, and and not just parasite. Like people, bacteria, yeast, fungus, parasite. They're they're all in that category where I'm saying thirty percent. And then my job's to get rid of it. Um, but as far as another one, that's the biggest one that pops out at me, man. I would say that another one is probably how low most people's melatonin is. And they don't realize that. Yeah. And there's a reason why their melatonin is low. There's always a reason. The, the body is always adapting and there's always a ripple effect somewhere causing some sort of feedback loop that I got to figure out about and, and solve. But I would I would say that a lot of people... Um, they're struggling with their sleep at night and they're doing the meditation. They're doing a lot of protocols, but it doesn't matter how many protocols you do if your body's not producing the hormone you need to fall asleep. So I would say that that's another very common one I see. How do you treat that one? How do you treat melatonin? Um, well, typically melatonin issues normally arise through two different reasons. I know these are not broad stroke answers, by the way, yeah. but like just kind of get, to, get an, best, to yeah. get an idea of, yeah, where, where we could be going here. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm glad you said that because it could go a hundred different ways, right. but, um, it's typically two different ways. If somebody has low melatonin, uh, number one, cortisol is anti antagonistic to melatonin. So that's actually your sleep wake cycle. It's typically a balance between cortisol, which is a hormone that helps wake you up in the morning and give you energy and then melatonin at night. And when you look at your cortisol melatonin curve, cortisol starts high in the morning and ends up low at the end of the day. And then melatonin is super low in the morning and ends up high at nighttime. And these work in op opposite equal 
curves in order to maintain your sleep-wake cycle. But when you have high levels of cortisol in the PM, well, since it operates antagonistically to melatonin, then melatonin can't rise to the level it needs to rise at in order to allow both sleep length and sleep quality to occur because those are two different things. So managing one's sleep-wake cycle and managing one's stress is, is a big problem there. Um, and cortisol can be elevated in the PM and cause disruptions in melatonin, not just due to psychological and emotional distress, but physiological distress as well. So that's one um, way in which that can occur. Another way in which melatonin can be decreased is actually through gut damage. So a lot of people don't know there's actually 400 times more melatonin in your gut than there is in the pineal gland in the brain, which is actually what secretes melatonin. So if you have a gut issue, you have a sleep issue, period. That's fascinating. So I know you're huge on health optimization. And um, okay, so we're going to do the, I'd like to just kind of, I'm curious for myself. So we get some panels, you get all the tests back, you identify like low hanging fruit, or you identify the big problems first. And and then, yeah, just kind of what does the journey look like with you, you know, after you, you know, is this a a four month thing, a six, like what kind of are, what, what should I expect if I wanted to start working with you? You know, when am I going to start seeing results? You know, how, how do I be a good client for you? Sure. So I work 100% online now. So I don't have, uh, I don't work with anybody in person anymore. I, I used to work in a gym, but I've migrated 100% online now over the past five years. And um, essentially, if someone hires me for that process, then they'll go through a pretty extensive process. They'll hire me. We'll, we'll give them their start date as to when they can start. And then what happens is they'll all send all five labs to their place. So my hiring me means five labs. You're going to get two urine tests, a stool test, a blood test, and a saliva test. Because again, I don't want just a snapshot of your physiology. I want the entire movie so I can look at all angles and find the real root cause and not just the symptom. So while those labs are being shipped to your house and while you are fulfilling those specimen kits and sending them out to the lab, then in that meantime process, I'm going to have you fill out a comprehensive battery of lifestyle questionnaires. So you're going to go through questionnaires that cover absolutely everything about essentially both objective and subjective measures, but about your lifestyle, about your schedule, about your goals, about your current state, about what is your current point A and where is your point B. All these types of things are covered. And when in the end, when somebody fulfills their lab and analysis and then they've completed their lifestyle questionnaires well that's the science and art of programming right there i've got the science backing my programming through the lab analysis but i've got the art of programming because now i'm looking at things and looking at life through their eyes i've got their lifestyle their schedule because something that's so important is you can't just um, force your clients to fit the meal plan you have to make the meal plan fit your clients because the only thing that's going to get them results in the long term is consistency. Consistency beats intensity 10 times out of 10. So when I have those questionnaires and when I have their labs, then I'm able to use both the science and art of program design to to create their training protocol, supplement protocol, and nutrition protocol. And from there on out, we do weekly check-ins to make sure they don't plateau. Holy macro, I love it. Uh, How long do people work with you on average? I would say it's too different because my general population people usually leave me after one four-month package, but it's because we solved their problem. 
and they're good. So it's actually a win. When someone leaves me, I'm actually happy because it means they've grown their own wings. They've learned enough to continue on their own and we've solved their problem, period. But my pro athletes and the people who just want to optimize health year round and always learn more and more about themselves and just have access to me whenever they have questions. I've had people that have been with me for five years now. It's amazing. Yeah, a long time. What are people looking at to work with you for um, four months? Do you mind sharing? For four months? Yeah. Yeah. So if you want to work with me for four months, um, for me, it's going to be two grand. And then for the labs, it's going to be another grand. Oh, nice. So hey, a three grand package. We're going to start talking about business here, guys. The reason I you know, just put Dan there on the spot for you guys to also understand, a lot of people wouldn't be comfortable asking that question. But one thing I learned through his sales training is that you bring the price up early on. Yeah, damn right. So, because <laughs> or else people are hearing all this and they're like thinking, I'd love to work with him, but can I afford it? And now they can start seeing that the value is going to tip in their favor. Yeah. And that's why um, just for the entrepreneurs listening to this, don't be afraid of putting your prices out there. Yeah. Most people don't know. They can't weigh it against anything and assess for themselves. like, wow, I already got my value from this free podcast here. We don't make any money from this podcast. I need to make this investment now. So it's just a little... Uh, a word of advice to everybody out there. Do you do you uh, agree with that? I totally agree. With yeah, you. just like get to the point here. Yeah, you don't want to undervalue yourself because when you ca- when you charge so little, you actually lose your value. People don't respect you. You un- you end up undervaluing yourself. But um, when you're afraid to the, to talk about costs and you're afraid to pay yourself the way you should be paid. It's never going to happen. Yeah. It's just simply never going to happen. How do you set your rates? Let's talk about that. I know, I know uh, you do some business coaching as well, and I know you're yep. guiding a lot of nutritionists to taking their practices to online, and I'm sure this yep. is a common question. How do you help your guys uh, set their rates? Yeah, for sure. So we got uh, we already got clients coming through createfreedom.com. We've got some coaching because I've had so many people ask me, like you said, hey, how the heck have you done what you've done in five years? And uh, we've just got so many people that we've created a type of, company to where we do the podcast blogs and coaching clients teaching people exactly how I do this bringing coaches a hundred percent online so when it comes to talking to people about what they're worth and what they should be charging I always want to ask people first what they think their hourly rate is because sometimes so many people they just don't even think about that I'm like hey what's your hourly rate well I think I'm worth about a hundred dollars an hour great Okay, cool. So when somebody hires you, how many hours does it take to do the program design? How many hours does it take for the call? How many hours does it take to set up the call? Because there's always preparation and um, stuff afterwards. And then you have to consider all the hours creating the program, doing the call, the preparation. And then you're already, you know, at that point, we're talking, say, 500 bucks. So they're undervaluing themselves. Oh, Underval- damn. Big, big time. Oh, man. You get people who are like, okay, we'll do $100 a month for our coach. 100 a month. Oh, yeah. And they're putting five hours in where they're getting paid 100 bucks. Uh, uh, so they're getting about ways. 20 bucks an hour. So they're scraping pennies off the bottom. Yeah, just to be an online coach. And wow. like, that's not how it works. That's not how you're going to scale. That's not how to scale. Do you even want to scale at $100 a month? You don't. Yeah. You can't. You'll be buried. You'll be working at $20 an hour for 40 clients and you'll, you'll get killed. So look at your own hourly rate. And then when you get to a point where you have a proven track record of success, then you can multiply that and charge essentially a specialist fee. So you're going to look at your, or you can just make, include that. So now you're worth $500 an hour. Gotcha. You know what I'm saying? And so that's kind of where you're at. And there's a four month option. Yeah. And then you got your labs as well. I yeah. think that's a really good qualifier though. Cause I bet you're, I mean, if someone's not willing, you're, st- you're, st- 
controlling the narrative. If you want to do this, we this is how what this is what's involved yeah. with working with me for yeah. me to do my job. I think that's really really important for trainers to start to identify. Hey, what are you bringing to the table? Because for us to work well together, I need to know that you're on board and you're invested in this process, and you're going to say okay. Yep, you've got it, and I trust that this will take time. And uh, I think a lot of trainers are afraid to um, control the narrative. Yeah, and they shouldn't because that's what coaching is. That's why you get hired to coach. You know, a coach should a coach doesn't mean best friend. A coach doesn't mean cheerleader. A coach is somebody who is going to provide you the information that you need in order to become successful. And a coach is somebody who is willing to say what needs to be said. And not what always what's need what what people want to hear. So that coach, that's how real coaching is. I think a lot of people you you always hear about people that are like, um, surround yourself with positive people. Be positive. You want to have your inner circle to be really positive. Sure, your inner circle can be positive, but your inner inner circle needs to be truth talkers. Honest, yeah. Yeah, you need honest people. Yeah, yeah. That's what you need. You want people around you who aren't gonna feed you crap. Tough no, love. that's that's not a good idea. I'm sorry. This is what you have to do. You know, we've been there, we've done that. You hired for experience, you've hired for knowledge. Knowledge. I know this is going to work for you, and uh, I'm the one who's going to tell you. I got a, a great email from Craig Ballantyne recently. I know uh, you know Craig as oh, well. Yeah. So, you know, I pay him big bucks yeah. each year, and he saw me uh, debating with some internet trolls about the price of my pre-workout yeah. on the form, and he sent me a message that night, and the subject line was, I need to kick your ass. <laughs> and it was, hey, Vince, you need to stop debating with... 14-year-olds and telling them that you're blocking them, delete them, block them, rise up, man up. Capiche? Yeah. <laughs> Craig, that was it. It was just yeah. right to the point. And he saw that I was doing something I wasn't supposed to do, and he called me out. Flavia's not going to call me out. My Maybe buddies aren't going to call me no, yeah. You've got to give permission to people in your life, ideally not emotionally attached to you in any shape or form, who will feel guilty for not telling you the truth because... They're paying you good money. Yeah, for sure. I feel I'm like I'm obligated to say this. And if you're not, if you feel like, I don't know, you're not cut out for this. Yeah. You shouldn't be doing this. That's how the coaching works. It's like, and, and honestly, it's best for both of us if you can't handle that. Because people, and that's the difference, and that's actually a good qualifier if you really want to be successful, if you're willing to be coached. And you know what? It, it all starts with, did you have a coach who was like hard with you or like ever kicked your ass? You know what oh, I mean? Oh, yeah, for sure. In training, in martial arts, and in business. It's hard to teach and coach that unless you've experienced it yourself. Yeah. Because I saw the value when he sent me that email. That took courage for him to type that email and sent it to me. Maybe, I don't know how much, but... He took the time to write that, and I'm like, I need, I can't be afraid of sending them. And you can only see the value of that unless somebody else does it for you. Yeah, for sure. And for the people on the podcast that you know me, but my business partner is Kevin McClellan. He's sitting right near us right now. He's a nice guy, right? And he, he's, he's the man. So when I first got into the online world, well, he's the reason why I am where I am today because I, way back in Gold's Gym, I was at a Gold's Gym when I first got in the industry. He was the guy who told me to go online. It wasn't me. He was the guy who told me to go online. And at the time, I was only good at training and nutrition. 
And the amount of lessons he had to teach me while trying to be polite was like the title of my blogs would be like <laughs> the most boring things in the entire world. Yeah, and he's a science like, guy. He would just, yeah. So he'd be like, hey, no, we're not doing this. No, we're not emailing that. No, no, we're, we're not creating a product about that. <laughs> like, I'd be, I'd want to do like something like about liver metabolism or something. And he's like, we're talking about hockey players. We're not doing this. You know? Yeah. So it was just good third party expert advice. And that's what real coaching is oh, we'll shift to business here now what were some other early uh, business lessons you learned from kevin um where did he kick your butt uh both i uh, i got my butt kicked in terms of the reality behind making money and creating a business tell, tell me about that um the just how much potential was online he was already online way back when um his like before 2010 before he was already doing stuff with uh his own businesses so he already saw the value and i was making 30 grand a year as a personal trainer in gold's gym 30k a year 30k man not 30k a month 30k a year 30k a year you're rolling it in rolling it in right (laughs) that's just huge money but uh to since then in five years turned that into multiple six figures per year in profit so we're moving in the right direction okay so what was one of the okay yeah i want to hear one of the first right steps you made to start moving in that direction um, Maybe from Kevin that you learned? Or- yeah, the, one of the biggest things Kevin taught me real early, and I was in this, and, and I needed to be smacked in the face about it, was um, the value of giving away free content. Like, I always thought I had these secrets to program design, these secrets to nutrition, and but you, the more you give away for free, the more money you make. And that was one of the biggest lessons. More blogs, more videos, more free workouts, more all that kind of stuff. Whereas I thought that I was holding on to these secret formulas and he was like, forget all that stuff. And then when you get your information out there, people trust, know, like, and trust you at that point because they see your expertise, your free content is this good. So how good must their paid content be? You know, that kind of a thing. So that was probably one of the biggest lessons I learned early on from him. And then also the value of SEO. Uh, a lot of people undervalue SEO these days um, in, in, you know, and try to just do the 100% paid traffic game. And depending on the business model that you use, there's pros and cons. But uh, SEO was something that he knew way early. And, Google uh, or YouTube or both? Both. Cool. Both. Yeah, both for sure. So those are some of the biggest standout things that I learned from him to allow me to successfully transition my expertise in an online setting so that I was able to, you know, it was really hard, Vince, walking away from 30K a year. It was real hard. <laughs> I don't know if you're joking. For some people, it, no, but some people it is. Oh, I'm joking, Because it, it's familiar, but, it's, but let's, let's hang on. If you weren't joking, a lot of people, that's familiar territory. Yeah. Well, a lot of people get comfortable. I've lived it. Yeah, I've lived and, it. And, and it's, it's the fear of losing out on at least that. Yeah. And, and at least it. being better than most people, yeah. according to maybe their circle of friends or mom and dad. Why can't you just be happy with 30K a month? Yeah, uh, the thing- I, I know. I know that's not your situation. But yeah. what, what would you say to that to someone? Why can't somebody be happy with thirty k a month? Just yeah, if their circle of influence is saying you're doing better than most people, though, why do you have to make this risk and go online? Why do you have oh. to take this leap to a new venture? Yeah, taking risks is the new way to be risk adverse. You, right. Oh, say that again. Taking risks is the new way to be risk adverse. I love that. Yeah, you got to do it. Um, if it's people who never take risks are the people who never do anything. So it's something that you have to do. The thing is, I was making thirty k at that gym, and I was the man. 
I was the man at the gym. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I was the best personal trainer there, and I was the busiest, and uh, I had to make the leap online because um, both morally but also selfishly. You, you do It's both. Um, morally because if I want to create a positive impact in this industry and help as many people as I can be the best versions of themselves, well, in a gym, I can maybe work with 20 clients at a time because they're going to come in three times a week and that'd already be 60 hours. So if you can only work with 20 people. But if I w- go online, I can literally impact millions of people. And hockeytraining.com, for example, on Facebook alone, we reach over 450,000 hockey parents and hockey players per month. So, you know, you want to talk about making a positive impact, you got to go online. And then from the selfish perspective, it's not necessarily selfish, but I wanted to make more money. I wanted to have nicer stuff. I didn't, I was so sick of living paycheck to paycheck and uh, I wanted my future wife and my future kids to live the life that they deserve. And I felt personally responsible for upholding that. And going online was a check Mark, for my moral standing in terms of creating a positive impact in the world, but it was also a check mark in terms of creating a positive environment and the best possible chances of success and happiness for my friends and my family. And I've already um, employed a couple of my family members. Cool. You know, me and my wife have traveled the world. We've been able to do so many cool things that I would have never been able to do if I didn't go online. That's cool. Uh, what was one of the scariest things that uh, you had to face yourself moving from, you know, we'll use the 30K. We'll pretend it's 60K or 70K a year. <laughs> what was something? Now, let's be real. Yeah. You know, what was the scariest thing for you to do to make that shift? Um, yeah, no, 30K. It's, a new, it's, it's uncharted territory, though. You're going into a new world. Now you're your own boss, right? Yeah. You gotta. It you, was scary. You have to go find your own, get your own traffic. You got to get yep. attention. You got to create your own funnels. You've got to invest into tech, in yep. the sales copy. You got to become a marketer. That's right. You know, there's a lot of new things and a lot of new hats. It's uncharted territory for many. Yeah, you, you, you. I was a black belt at Gold's Gym, and I was a white belt online. There you so go. That's the it's the best way I can think of putting it. So that was the scariest part. You nailed it already. I, I cut my umbilical cord off to my guaranteed money. And then now to this day, everything I do is basically for commission. Whenever you're an entrepreneur, you're constantly working for commission. Every sale you get is because of you. So your income is determined by your effort. And that can be kind of scary when you go from a white belt world, I mean, a black belt world into a white belt. But if you think about it, every single thing you say is for a commission. Everything. Because yeah. everything, every single conversation is a transaction. Every Yeah, every single so one. So everything you're doing in life already is for commission anyways. Yeah, exactly. If you think about it. Yeah, for sure. No, I, I totally know what you mean. You can get the commission of like, I don't know, having a certain conversation with someone can get you dinner. You yeah. know, like that would be the commission. Everyone, you know? you're listen, everyone, you're already working on commission. Yeah. You might as well get actually paid for it. Exactly. Okay, so what were you afraid of? Um, not being able to um, make the bills. There was a time in my life where that was where that wasn't happening. Uh, I was uh, actually paying for groceries and my bills on my credit card. So I I I had a low low. uh, um, Well, I I just going online for the very first time ever, and um, not putting, not having the required systems in place, and not having the required um, complete level of knowledge just yet, and. 
probably uh, assuming that things would have happened sooner than they did. Um, and that's, that's essentially what, what happened, but over time got the right systems in the place, got the, got the right products out there, got everything in place that needed to be and was able to make it happen. But the, the hardest time was when I first left and then, um, was putting stuff on my credit card. That's for sure. A credit card. Yes, sir. Oh, everybody's afraid of racking up the credit card. Well, when you have no way else of paying it off and you left your job, it's tough. But like I said, if, if I, I, do I regret that? Absolutely effing not. I, I would not be, I would go through all that 10 more times again to be where I'm at now. Cause that 30 K has more than 10 X itself. And I, I'm nowhere near the person I was even less than five years ago. Okay. You talked about, you weren't meant to ready for like what was coming what do they need to be mentally ready for year one going from something stable in a brick and mortar maybe the boss is providing the traffic the clients the referrals whatever now you have to go generate your own attention your own traffic your own promotions you got to close yeah anyone can sell the question is can you close yeah for sure so there's a whole art to selling and closing what's the first year look like the first year is tough um the first year is not what people think you're gonna get you're gonna hear all kinds of success stories about um people having a million dollar launch for example but it's no different than a success story of a music band who was an overnight success um you hear about they got a number one hit and they became an overnight success now that band has been together since high school and they've been playing for a long time and then they finally got their hit so that first year of entrepreneurialism 100 percent online um you can't let your ego get in the way and you can't give up and you have to put in a lot of work because there's a lot of new things to learn that you didn't know about previously. I had put all of my eggs into the basket of becoming a health and nutrition and training expert, and I was, but I didn't have the eggs in the basket that were required to understand systems, marketing, advertising, copywriting, email, um, creating ads, even something as simple as creating an ad, um, (laughs) and product creation, making sure that you have the right product for the right demographic and you're not making a you know a general product but you're speaking to a specific audience these are all things that come with time guys and if you are have in your first year don't ever hire a business coach for a month because it's like hiring a fat loss coach for a month it's just it's stupid it's not going to happen so it's just um it's something that won't provide the roi that you thought it would and if you think that your business coach is moving slower than you want no it's the right speed you need to do one thing at a time have extreme clarity and extreme focus on one thing at a time and you will progressively but surely get there at the rate at which you need to get there but it would be a disservice to you if your coach gave you 10 steps at once it doesn't make any sense yeah this is a thousand this is a thousand piece puzzle you got to focus on pieces one to five yep. pieces six to ten uh so so what would be some of the biggest mistakes people are making when they want to go online when people want to go online some of the biggest mistakes that they're making is having the naivety that just because you make a product someone's going to buy it <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that cracks me up probably because I've been online for over a decade and sometimes you launch something and you're like we're going to crush it yeah. and you wonder did we open the cart what the heck happened yeah is ClickBank have an issue right yeah, now yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> can I refresh this yeah. yeah is it Christmas time right now yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that, that stuff happens but you can you can have an ego about yourself because you 
are a big fish in a wildly small pond. Um, and then you create a product and you think people are going to buy it. And then even some of the people who are closest to you don't buy it. So there's a big difference, you guys. And in so many cases, it's not because the product was bad, but it's because your selling and marketing and closing was bad. You know, a lot of times people have enough expertise to make a training and nutrition program, but they don't understand that they're a white belt when it comes to online marketing. So their product was okay, but they're not getting sales because everything else sucks. All right, let's talk about sales, marketing, promotion. What's the most important piece? Like, is it sales copy? Is it the offer? Like, where, where, where do we have to really, what's the first thing we got to nail? I think who you're speaking to. Knowing who your audience is. Yeah, knowing who your audience is. I'd and agree then with reverse, that, yeah. reverse engineer it from there. 70% of marketing, this is um, John Carlton. 70% of marketing is knowing who you're talking to. For me, skinny guys who want to gain their first 30 pounds of muscle without drugs, without supplements, yep. without bogus supplements, and in less time. Yep. That's a beginner. Yep. I just described a beginner. You're speaking right to them. One person. Yep. Exactly. So, so talk about some, uh, you know, how do you gain that singularity of focus? I know you guys help with hockey. Yep. Uh, you guys do baseball. Yep. Uh, so, so, yeah, maybe give them some tips on how to zero down, laser down, uh, niche down, sub-niche down. Sure, yeah. So you want to have a niche. If you get into the world and you want to generalize yourself, well, good luck. Because if it's like um, you me... You get a general income. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's like, for example, if I, if I was in California right now and I called myself an L.A. realtor, Oh, good. So you're not competing against another million LA realtors right now. You know, you, you, instead of being the LA realtor, why don't you be the condo guy? Or why don't you be the office space guy? Or why don't you be the personal training studio guy? You know, you, you gotta speak to one person. If you're an LA realtor, you get lost in the never ending ocean of LA realtors. But if you become the guy of something, then you are recognized as a specialist and people will seek you out as opposed to you seeking people out. You're gonna be able to rank for terms that an LA realtor would never rank for in terms of SEO. And then when it comes to say like training and nutrition, it's the same thing. Who are you speaking to? Well, at HockeyTraining.com, we help hockey players become better at hockey. It's like, boom, done. You're going to figure us out on the first page. You're going to figure us out on the first advertisement impression. You're going to figure us out on the first free report that you download. There's no mistaking who we're speaking to. When, so when someone reads our copy, it's, it's a personalized conversation where we're building the relationship with them already. And business is relationships. So when you're trying to create a niche, you have to understand that when you come to me and you tell me, well, fat loss is just such a big market. So if I even just get 2% of that market, no, that's not how this works. You have to niche yourself in order to be heard. That's how you create a signal in the noise is when you can speak to one person. So do you have a nickname? Are you giving yourself a nickname? No. <laughs> you got to give yourself a nickname. <laughs> right now? <laughs> not today. Kevin, you guys are going to work on that on the drive home to London. Do you know where uh, the skinny guy savior came from? No. You? I gave myself the nickname. You donned yourself a nickname. <laughs> yeah, no one's going to give you a nickname. Everyone's yeah. like, yeah, but I'm not there yet. You're never going to be there unless you pronounce yourself there. Yeah. And then people will start to believe it. Yeah, for You sure. put yourself there. You put yourself in the seat. And then you start acting like it. And then you'll stay in the seat. Yeah. And uh, I, that's just a little thing I learned way back in the day. And you just got to do it. But that's hokey. That's like, just do it. Yeah, do if, it. If, you, if you truly believe in your service and you truly believe that your offer is better than others yeah. and that people are going to 
get ripped off or not as good service if they go with somebody else because they are going to go with somebody. Yeah. Why wouldn't you proclaim yourself the expert? Yeah, for sure. And and obviously we're not talking about giving yourself a name that's like so beyond that's unbelievable, but you've got to own something. Yeah, and that's what I did uh, actually but all the way back and I think it was 2012. So when I was at Gold's Gym, one of the ways in which I differentiated myself was I called myself Dan Garner Strength Coach and Nutrition Specialist. And it was the specialist that, like, people were like, oh, he's a specialist. And, like, that allowed me to separate myself from the pack in my gym because people came to me because I was the nutrition specialist. But that actually just got their foot in the door. And then once their foot was in the door, I was able to sell them on training and sell them on nutrition and sell them on packages. Like, specialist got them to hear and respect my authority in that area. And then then inevitably, hey, do you know something about training? Hey, do you know something about this? And then I would answer those questions too. So that nickname can uh, get a lot of people's feet in the door and then you're able to sell them on everything else that you have because at that point, it's likely that they already know, like, and trust you. You're ready to roll. Yeah, money follows attention, so you first focus on the attention. Yeah. yeah. You got you to gotta get them to snap out of whatever they're daydreaming about. Okay, that's cool. Uh, what, what other big, big business lessons have you learned over the, over the last few years going from 30K uh, a year to multi six figures now, yeah. and is that all? Pri- is that the combination of your hockey, baseball, and your consulting? Yep. Cool. Yep. yep. Hockey, baseball, business consulting—that's all coming through. And I think that's probably maybe a lesson: multiple sources of revenue. You know, instead of going in all in on one thing, some people can do that, but um, I would definitely recommend multiple sources of revenue because you never know if social media platforms are going to change, algorithms are going to change. Um, maybe, heaven forbid, something happened to your credibility in one area of life, but you still have these other two areas that are doing really well. You know, you, you want to have a lot of sources of revenue coming in so that if anything, maybe it's even just the demographic. Like it, maybe just that industry kind of suffers for a while. But since you're only in that industry, it had nothing to do with your expertise or reputation. But since that industry is doing less right now, you need to do something else. You need to pivot elsewhere. So I think a major lesson is multiple sources of revenue. You should be whatever you can provide value on and you know you have good integrity, you know you have a good uh, domain expertise in, then maximize and multiply your revenue sources as many as you possibly can. Okay, so so that's going to work for a while. Then you're going to get capped because you're going to be spread thin. You're going to have capacity. Yeah, which leads us to lesson number two, which is delegate. Beautiful. Delegation. Delegation is one of the secrets to productivity. Um, when What I would want a lot of people to, to do is do what I call a brain dump. You want to brain dump absolutely everything that you do in your life. Forget business, forget health and fitness. Let's brain dump everything. Okay, so I I train Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Okay, so I meal prep uh, Sunday, Wednesday. But then I also do my laundry on Tuesdays and Saturdays. And then I also um, clean my office on Fridays and have to clean the house. And I have to take my kid to hockey on Thursdays. You know, what I'm saying here is write everything down. Write everything down that you can think, everything that you do in your life. And then your goal is to either do two things. You have to delegate or systemize 80% of it. You want to delegate everything that you can and whatever you can't, you have to systemize it. Because when you have systems, then your productivity will go through the roof and your stress will go under the ground. You'll have way less stress and way more productivity living a life of systems. And then when you have the... um, 
trust for delegation as well. A lot of people try to do everything themselves and then they end up going a mile wide and an inch deep as opposed to an inch wide and a mile deep. They can't accomplish anything. They're doing too many things. They've got their fingers in too many pots and they're just screwing around. So do that brain dump and then look at the list, delegate anything you can and systemize what you can't. What are you doing that you could find somebody else to do to buy back more time for yourself? Um, well, we just hired a content manager. So that was brand new. That's, that's just new. So that was a huge game changer for Kevin and I, because we create content on create freedom, baseball and hockey. So we've got blogs, podcasts, videos, all kinds of stuff constantly happening, emails. And then now we have a content manager that we, um, moderates all that. Cause we already had a graphic design guy. We already have a PDF guy. We already have customer support people handle all that stuff, but now we needed somebody to handle the handlers, <laughs> you know, we needed somebody to handle the team so that we could refer to essentially one person. A project manager? Yeah, project manager, content manager, whatever you want to call it. So that was a brand new one for us. I think that that was a, that was a real game changer for us. Hire, yep. yep. And then um, I think another one possibly for the future could be somebody to help us with content creation for baseball. Cool. That, that would be a kind of an ex, is getting the baseball YouTube going better than it is. And that would be, uh, that, that would be something that we've both already talked about and think would be a very, um, we're in the right time and the right frame right now in order for that to make sense. What's more profitable, hockey or baseball for you guys? Hockey. Yeah. By a long shot. Baseball is still, it's still a maturing baby. It's that we, we, you know, something me and Kevin are good at is focusing and we've got other projects on the go, but hockey is a beast. It's Uh a living, breathing monster and we want to keep it that way. We're the number one hockey training website in the world. So we're keeping that and we are maximizing that in every way that we can. So have you thought about just killing baseball and just tripling down on hockey? We don't need to. Uh, yeah, hockey, hockey, everything. We've got our videos, blogs, emails. Everything's done way in advance. We've got a lot in the bank. So like it's very prepared and we, we know what products we're going to launch when, what sales, what everything when. And um, base, the thing is, it's like we haven't thought about killing baseball, but we have thought about hiring someone for the content, whereas we would never do that for hockey. So that, that's kind of the thing. We don't want to take that behind the barn and shoot it, but we want to give it a babysitter. I like <laughs> that it. makes sense. No, that's great. It makes complete sense. Yeah. 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 You're going to let it run, but you know, without as much attention on it. Exactly. Yeah. 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 That's great. So let's talk about 2019. We're on the brink of a new year. What um, are you looking forward to most? Um, looking forward to getting more into the business coaching space. So yeah, we, we, we've got, I get, I would say two big things, getting into the business coaching space through create freedom and then also the hockey training certification. So currently no certifications are available for personal trainers to get certified in hockey training. And we're going to create a new market there. So that's going to be a monster by itself. That's going to allow us to scale big. But um, that, in addition to our Create Freedom Coaching and Create Freedom Academy, those are the things that we're most pumped up about right now. Well, that's great, man. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. What um, will move the needle for you more than anything else in 2019? What's the 10Xer that you guys have to say yes to versus the 10 percenters that could be distractors? Um, I would what has de- more potential than anything else? 
the uh, our, our continuity model within the hockeytraining.com. We have something called our VIP group. Oh, cool. And the VIP group is a monthly subscription where they get access to all of our hockey training programs and then access to a video Q&A with me and Kevin every single month. Oh, very and cool. Kind of like Netflix kind of thing? Exactly. Yeah. Oh, very we, cool. We put that on our sales page. <laughs> I like how your brain works. I, I swear I haven't seen it, but I mean, that's yeah. where everything's going. People want the Netflix of that niche. That's what we, it's the Netflix of hockey training. I love it. Yeah. It's, so it's, it's basically it's, all your stuff in one everything. place. Yeah. Everything. Over 20 programs in one place, plus the Facebook group, plus VIPers get exclusive content that no one else gets, plus the Q&A every month. So when we switched our business model from just selling programs to offering the VIP subscription, Total game changer for revenue. To- total night and day game changer for revenue. So that has wild potential I for us. I have so many programs. I think I need to do that. Yeah, you should. Put everything right behind one paid gate. It was a big move, right? Because just keep it all simple, like 50 bucks a month for everything. Yes, and that's, that's and that what, way you don't 47 to, like, a month is ours. That, that's cool. Yep. And um, do you guys do a paid in full option if uh, people want to come on? No. And they get it for a discount. So it's just 47 a month. Yeah. It's a seven-day free trial, 30-day free trial. Yeah. Well, we did 30 in the beginning, but now we're doing 14 for our free trials. But it's 47 a month. And we're, we're thinking about doing a quarterly discount. So if people want to pay quarterly, then they'll get the discount. But I think ClickBank only allows for quarterly. I think that's the biggest thing that they do. Oh, you're on ClickBank. Do you guys have a lot of affiliates? No. Take it off ClickBank. Yeah. Yeah, you're paying 8% plus a dollar. You could go on Stripe and pay 2.5%. Yeah. If you're using affiliates, it's great to be on ClickBank. But if you're not, you're paying them. Your biggest overhead is freaking ClickBank. Yeah, I know. It's a, it, ClickBank are masters at hiding their costs. <laughs> and if you think about, like, just say, for example, you did 50,000 transactions in 2018. Mm-hmm. 50,000 times $1 is $50,000 going yeah. to ClickBank. And that's not including, I mean, every merchant is going to have about 2 3% off every transaction but clickbank is 7.5 percent so you do the math on that yeah it's a hidden cost uh, i'm just i didn't know that someone pointed that out to me and when they found out that i wasn't doing anything with affiliates anymore for my own programs we pulled everything off put it on stripe all of a sudden you're like where's all this extra money coming from mm, interesting. those freaking fees are ridiculous yeah we don't now again affiliates. if you're using affiliates you need it it's great it's convenience factor the affiliates want you to be on clickbank because they only care about one thing do we get paid yeah. and when and clickbank guarantees they'll get paid on time like clockwork but if you don't have that it's not really necessary yeah, yeah, we use ClickBank for everything, but we don't have any affiliates. Yeah, just 10x your investment for your trip today. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> okay, that's cool. What else? You guys, um, are you going to be doing any more speaking or any more seminars? I know you're trying oh, to wind that sure. down maybe. I or? am trying to wind it down a little bit, but I'm, I don't know. It's a real, um, like... It's a good problem to have. Like, you know what I mean? I don't want to travel the world and speak. You know, it's a good problem to have. But um, yeah, I'm going to be doing... Uh, so I, I've already sold a lot of seats. I'm going to be doing a full tour in Australia in February. Um, I'll be in Perth, Melbourne, and Sydney doing cutting-edge strategies for training and nutrition well, on What's Saturday. the website for that? Just We'll put in the show notes for, uh, for anybody in Australia. Well, go to coachgarner.com. Yeah, go to coachgarner.com and you can contact me through there um, for that web, for the, those seminars. Um, or you can contact me on any social network, really. So we're going to be doing cutting edge strategies for training and nutrition on Saturday, Sunday. But on the Friday, I'm doing a free workshop on how to transition your business online. 
Yeah. So teaching all those coaches and gym owners in the area how they can drive more revenue to themselves, one hundred percent online. So all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna hundred x your trip now. You ready for this? I'm ready. A hundred x. So film it. Yeah. And then take the audio and transcribe it into um, whatever modules you have for that day. So that will become your table of contents. Turn it into a mini free book. Give that book away and use that as a lead gen for coaching clients. There you go. Yeah, there you I, go. I got a videographer coming yeah, in so too. Film, so yeah, film the whole B-roll, day. yeah. yeah basically, just, you're basically giving away that. If you're going to give it away for free in Australia, you might as well give it for free, yeah, give it away point. for free online, yeah. and it'll just be a lead gen thing for you. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, I'm going to be doing the, the, seeing those three cities, doing the free workshops, doing those... Um, Doing those uh, training and nutrition seminars. And then the NSCA has asked me to come out and speak for them again. So in, I'm going to go to Indianapolis and do their, their major uh, NSCA coaches conference. So over a thousand people will be there and That's I'm amazing. speaking. So how, how do you get on that stage, man? How do you get on the, t- because you got to inspire these guys. At the end of the day, uh, I want you guys, I just had a really profound conversation with my coach, Pedro's Coolian, and we both use the same media buyer. All right. And we're doing awesome with my, mastermind and with my preload but you're always wondering can we be getting more roi and i was talking to bajos and he uses the same media buyer right and they're making money hand over fist and i was expressing could we be doing better and he goes vince the only difference between me and you is that i'm a celebrity and you're not and what he was saying is that at the end of the day it's not your media buyer's job to make your ads convert it's your job what he was saying is that you need to continue to do things that elevate your authority status. Yeah. You need to get more A-list endorsements. Yeah. You need to get on more stages, bigger stages. You need to be seen as the go-to guy in your space because yeah. people will give their money all day long to the legit creme de la creme expert. Yeah. And when you're speaking on that stage, I mean, whatever you say, even if you mumble it up. <laughs> yeah. They're like, oh, he's the guy. He's on stage. He's on stage. He's yeah. the legitimate expert. Yeah. If NSCA or whatever, they, they, they verified him. They vetted him. He must be good. Yeah. He's in Australia now. He, they're flying him out to Australia yeah. all the way across. He must be good. Mm-hmm. So talk to our listeners about the importance of elevating their game to the point of I am the best. You've got to be number one or two in your space or you're going to get crushed. Yeah, you got to be the best. You got to be your best self. And it, it, uh, there's so many points to this of being standing out as a leader online. Number one, never stop educating yourself ever, 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 ever. Never stop educating yourself. If you're somebody who gets a personal training certification and then stops learning, you're dead. You're dead. So make sure you're always educating yourself constantly so that you can remain as an expert and talk about the most relevant topics at the time in a educational way. That would be number one. Number two is don't be afraid. Jesus, if I had a dime for everybody who tried to be so evidence-based in their blogs and posts that they didn't even end up saying anything at all because there were 700 disclaimers about, well, this was the, oh man, 
they're allergic to putting their thoughts out there. That's the problem. And that delayed my career, which is probably why I sound passionate right now. Because don't be afraid to get your thoughts out there. If you want to be in the conversation, if you want to talk about stuff, if you want to be recognized for stuff, if you want people to talk about you, then you have to talk about something. You can't have so many disclaimers and caveats. But now you're not being intellectually honest. Oh, you're being intellectually stupid. <laughs> talk to that. I, I hate that. I got challenged on that by this uh, one of the biggest academic guys online and he said yeah but now you're not being intellectually honest and I and I said yeah but my brand is about evolution and it's about evolving and my audience understands that I don't have all the answers and when I find something that's better or different I will update them and that's why they're not holding me to the fire and you are and it's why People know my name on the street and nobody knows your name on the street. Exactly. And true or false, I've helped more people than you. Yeah. And I shut them up. Yeah. But what I was trying to tell them is like, you're not having as much impact as you think you are by being so disclaimer this, disclaimer yeah. that. Because at the end of the day, it's how much action you take. Like you said, consistency wins at the end of the day. Yes, sir. And the person that believes in the thing that they're doing is the person who's going to get the best results anyways. Yep. Because they're taking bigger action. They don't quit. Yep. And the guys that are wishy-washy and putting a depends on every single sentence, I mean, yeah, maybe you stay a part of that clique and that club. And if that's your goal and that's your currency, sure. But if you're looking to truly have impact, you can't be afraid of taking a stance. Would you agree? Totally agree. You have to say something to be heard. Yes. Period. You have to say something to be heard. Nobody listens to people who are indecisive and who put caveats and disclaimers on everything. So that would be real, like rule number one is continuing education. Rule number two is put your freaking thoughts out there or no one's going to listen to you, period. And you're not going to inspire anybody. You know, bold statements are what inspire people. And that's what you need to make if you want to be heard. So if you want to be an expert in your area, freaking talk about the thing that you know you can talk about. What, what are some things you've talked about recently that you've uh, maybe taken that flack for? but maybe you've grabbed people's attention with and not out of like being controversial for the sake of being controversial but just because some stuff is simply controversial yeah but that doesn't mean we can't talk about it you know and and it's also like okay we can still have a conversation without trolling you know it's like okay cool we're allowed you and i are allowed to sit here and agree on 60 percent of things and that's okay. We don't have to agree on 100% of things because you've got results for thousands of people and I've got results for thousands of people. So who's right? Who cares who's right? It just matters what's right. And what's right is helping people. How many people have you helped? You know, you want to be able to move the needle forward in your career and in other people's life. And you're not going to do that with caveats, period. So <laughs> People are should, looking for leaders. Yeah. yeah, And, and like when I like how you said it too, because I'm not telling you to be disclaim, to ha- be a controversial, but I am telling you to take a stance. You need to take some sort of a stance because if you don't take a stance, like if you think about leadership, people only follow people who take a stance. A leader who doesn't take a stance is, um, is not a leader because they stand for something. At some point, you have to stand for something in order for people to get behind you because you're standing. So you need to do that with your posts. So make noise online. Never stop educating yourself. That would be steps one and two. Step three is get the kahunas to email people. Some of the most breakthrough career moments in my life have been because I had the balls to shoot an email or an Instagram message to somebody and and guess what? They said yes. You know, you'd be... Um, 
a good uh what could be an example here well going to australia for the very first time uh, i was just like hey can i come do a seminar at your gym yep cool done and then I went there, made a ton of money, and it was because I just I just reached out and asked that person. If you don't ask, the answer is always no. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, someone, someone I listened to for a long time was actually the Sigma Nutrition Podcast. Oh, yeah, Listen yeah. to them. And you they, know those guys? They, yeah. And they, they, now I do. Why? Because I sent a freaking Facebook message over to him, and I had the balls to ask him, hey, can I be on your podcast? Were you afraid like you might not be like science-y enough kind exactly. of thing? Exactly. And that's the thing. But then that's like, no, I'm going to take a stance. I'm going to be heard. I am a domain expert. Expert. I, I'm confident in my skills. I'm confident in what I do. So I'm going to contact the biggest podcasts in the world who have had the most intelligent people on, and I'm going to take them on. Because if I don't, who's going to? And if I don't, nothing will never happen to me. What do you so, mean take them on? You just wanted to be on their show or you wanted to bring up a topic that... I, I just want to be on their show. Oh, gotcha. That, like, me saying take them on is having the courage to do it. Gotcha. Because when you're speaking on such a scientific platform where it's like, it's like everyone who's been on before is a doctor... And now there's Dan Garner. It's like it's like kind of like that's how it works. Yeah, maybe they'll take the episode down or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> We're not posting this one. No, it was popular, and I got a ton of oh, clients, yeah, no, a no ton doubt. of leads, and I'm actually going to be back on that podcast again next week. Believe it or not. Oh, cool. Yeah, I got I got a podcast book. I think it's December sixth next next Monday. Um, but I'm going to be on again, and that's happened a ton. So uh, I think that you a lot of people are afraid. And it kind of all is the same thing, kind of. Because if you're not doing continuing education, then you're going to be too scared to take a stand. And if you're too scared to take a stand, you're not going to be able to contact somebody to be on a podcast or do yeah. a seminar. So it actually all kind of traveled back to stay educated. Because the the only time in life where you're not confident is if you don't know something. Oh, I love it. But if you know something, then you're confident enough to execute it. Oftentimes, fear comes simply from not knowing something. Exactly. Yeah, that's what happened when I came out with Preload. I got attacked by a lot of people who said a couple of the ingredients were underdosed. And fortunately, I have one of the world's top supplement scientists on board. And People thought the beta alanine and the creatine were underdosed. Yeah. And people don't know that those two ingredients are based on compounding over time. The cells have to be saturated with 90 to 100 grams of creatine or 130 to 150 grams of beta alanine to actually get the effects. And there's nothing magical about three grams or five grams or seven grams of creatine. In one sitting. There's nothing magical about 1.6, 3.2, 4.8 grams of beta alanine. Those are cherry-picked studies that supplement study companies if I grasped onto. So I had people saying, oh, it's not fully dosed with beta alanine. So when I got punched with that, I had the reassurance, the knowledge, the science to not react, but to respond and say, hey, I actually thought that too. Yep. I used to always go for only pre-workouts at the 3.2 grams. I would only get a product. I had five grams of creatine and I didn't know where the, uh, I didn't know, I wasn't educated. Yep. And, and I was like, shoot, I'm getting taken on right now. And I'm like, I have to now educate people and we've got an intelligent response for those inquiries. Yep. Yeah. And that's, that's the thing. And, and when you're confident, like when you got those reactions from your, for whoever, people online, you're still able to go to sleep at night. No problem. Cause you're yeah. confident. You're I, It's fine. I didn't know it myself. Yeah. So why, and, and Hey, there, and to be honest, it's great because it creates a good conversation and, uh, and we put the links so they can go do their research and uh, I can cross-reference it with my guy. And and uh, you're right. And I think that's, I love how this came full circle back to staying educated, staying on your game, staying disciplined in your practice and not, uh, yes, you have to market, you have to promote, but at the same time, 
Keep your sword sharp at all times. Stay connected. Keep your pipeline, you know, full with the right people because proximity is power. Yeah. And when you're connected with the right people, you will feel much more powerful and uh, you'll be able to look yourself in the mirror and be proud of what you're creating. Yeah, absolutely. You got to find a way to be confident. That's like, that's something where... If, if you want to get anywhere, and especially <laughs> especially online, okay, you're going to have enough people that don't like you. Oh, yeah. You don't need to join their team. You got any haters yet? Yeah, of course. <laughs> I've been called fat. I've been called an idiot. I've been told that my teeth are terrible. I've been told everything. It's online. It, it's kind of crazy. Eh? Like, it's literally bullying. Like, I get called Freddy Cougar. <laughs> I get called uh, Vince Del Douchebag. <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, it's hilarious. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I can't. Oh, man, there's some good ones. And there's I like, it's ones. like, guys, I'm providing you free content in a video that no one forced you to watch and you just come on and tear me up i'm like all right yeah no i always thank my haters for making my skin tough because i grew up in a loving christian home and you know my mom told me i was the best looking guy in high school and i believed it i believed i still believe it (laughs) i still believe i'm the best looking guy when i go out and uh man my haters have uh, brought me back to reality i love it oh god yeah it's it's funny but i mean that that just travels back to confidence if you're not your number one fan then the online world can tear you up and it it will in a in a quick way too because just when you think that you're getting momentum in a direction for getting a big audience that momentum will actually bring haters with it because the bigger you get the more haters are going to come yeah no these guys aren't attacking channels with a hundred subscribers yeah exactly (laughs) their business model the haters business model is to find people that have big followings that they can start poking holes at so they can piggyback on their traffic, their money, their relationships, their investments to get some more followers. And that's a business model. And then they hit you up for being marketing or salesy. They're doing the same thing. Yeah. It's just a different way. And in a gross way too. It's it's nothing to be proud of. Why would you follow somebody who built a business on criticism? Well, Well, they'll say that we're doing it in the name of fighting against stupidity. Yet, if you read their comments, yeah. the the comments that they their their audience is more ignorant <laughs> and more unintelligent than any other channel out there, and sure. it's being led by that guy, and that's how ironic it is. Yeah, I know, and it's just something where that will happen. The bigger you get, that that's going to happen. So. Yeah, that, uh, if you're going to stand out as a leader online, you can't f- fall into that stuff And, and I'll just give you guys some reassurance. For some of you listening who are afraid of getting put on blast or afraid of getting called out. Getting exposed. I'll be, I'll be honest. That's the best thing that could happen to you because guess what? People are going to finally know who you are. Yep. Nobody knows who you are right now. So the best thing that could happen to you is that you get called out because most people do have a critical thinking mind and will be able to see this person as being overly critical. I actually like this guy. They're actually sending you free traffic. Yeah, they are. People can think for themselves. They do have their own critical mind. So when, when you're too afraid to put your thoughts out there on whatever your expertise is, if it's training, nutrition, whatever it is, don't be afraid to put your thoughts out there because you're not going to, like, this exposure or this hate doesn't happen. And even when it does, it means nothing. It's a drop in the bucket. And it can help you. There's 7 billion people in the world. And if you think you can grow staying under the radar, 
it makes zero sense. Yeah, you're right? not going to grow under the radar. That's why you got to be <laughs> bold, like we talked about previously. Yeah. Make statements and take a stand. It, it, it's like trying to expand and contract at the same time. That's what Grant Cardone says. And if you look yeah. at this from a training standpoint, it's like trying to build muscle and lose fat at the same time. Yeah, and how many f- people love and adore him and then also how many people hate him he's got a lot of haters too but people who know what they're talking about don't care because they follow him because he knows how to sell you know it's just uh it's just a perfect example of someone who eats their haters for breakfast and then continues on with their day yeah yeah if you're in this business for validation i mean here i'll I'll share something with you our pastor just shared with us uh two weeks ago during our game changer series he said your reasons are your rewards your reasons are your rewards. So if your reason for doing what you're doing is validation, mm-hmm. then that's what you're going to seek out, more yeah. validation, right? But if your reason for doing what you're doing is impact, yeah. contribution, seeing results, and then when those things come back and you're like, wow, look at this email from so-and-so, we've changed this person's life, then that's your reward. So yeah. your reasons are your rewards. And uh, that's great. you know the whole thing is if, you're, um, if your values are shallow, then your victories will be empty, so at the end of the day, this all comes back to what your values are and what your your vision is and maintaining your values in the process and knowing that what you're doing is the right thing yep. and then just being able to let all that stuff fall where it may fall. Yeah, and that mindset will make anybody who challenges you that that'll be the Craig Ballantyne prescription. Delete block. Yeah. Done. Yeah. Focus <laughs> a, on the people. Exactly. Focus on the people that do love and care about you, who do know you, who want to learn from you and rise up, man up and just keep contributing. Yeah. Hey, damn, man, this was a fun conversation. Yeah, dude, that was a blast. Are we already getting up for around a, an hour here? Holy yeah, cow. an hour 20. I think I said Woo. we'd be 60 to an hour 20. We're right at 122, man. So, hey, man, how we got to do this again sometime. Yeah, no, absolutely, man. You guys are so close. So uh, yeah. why don't you uh, let the listeners know how people can get plugged into your world and uh, get a hold of you with any of events or things you got going on? Sure. So for like the seminar and for getting information, I post information on training and nutrition on pretty much a daily basis about the new science, new protocols everything i do with my clients you can follow me on instagram at dan garner nutrition um, or follow me on facebook dan garner strength coach and nutrition specialist and uh, to learn more about how i transitioned online and the online business coaching and all the content we do check out createfreedom.com follow us on instagram at create freedom coaching and on facebook create freedom coaching as well and then uh, we got a podcast called the create freedom podcast as well so we got all those areas where people can come check us out follow us and learn more all right well have me up to uh, london or come back and bring me on your podcast let's do it i would love to buddy (laughs) we already got some lessons from you on this oh yeah yeah (laughs) Um, but hey listen guys do us a favor and I know you're thinking of someone right now who would really benefit from something Dan shared today and be a go-giver and share this episode with them today. And if you use Instagram, tag Dan, tag me. I'm sure Dan will reshare it and give you a little love and shout you out. And I will as well. So, you know, give back and stop waking up each day trying to figure out what you can get from the world and think about what you can give back. And a small way to do that is if you found value in this podcast, share it and uh, email it to a friend or post it on your Instagram, tag us, even drop a 15, 30 second story and say why 
you like this podcast, how it helped you, drop a lesson, one of your takeaways, and tell people, hey, midway through this podcast, you're going to hear them talk about this. And people will start to pay attention to you because you're now a person of it. A value. Don't hoard this information to yourself. So uh, we appreciate each and every one of you for tuning in. Uh, Dan, thanks for coming up. Kev, great lift today, and uh, <laughs> it was great hanging with you guys. Yeah, thanks for having us, man. All right, take care, everyone. Cheers. Hey, 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 if you're an entrepreneur and you are ready to take your online business to the next level and you want to jump on a quick call with me or one of my seven-figure coaches to map out your path to seven figures, then go to my Instagram, at Vince Del Monte, and just shoot me a quick DM and we'll jump on a call. We'll see where you're at, where you want to go. We'll figure out your millionaire math, your millionaire path, and we'll see if you're a good fit for a seven-figure mastermind. That's our 12-month coaching program where we hold you by the hand and take you every step of the way to the next level of profits and impact. Look forward to talking to you. If you are a fitness entrepreneur and want to make more money, have greater impact, and enjoy more freedom, then you need to give me two days, and I will show you how to build a five, six, and even seven-figure online fitness business, even if you're starting from scratch, even if your business has hit a plateau and you're ready to take it to new heights. How are we going to do this? At the Seven Figure Fitness Business Mastermind in Clearwater, Florida on February 9th and 10th. This is the event where all my coaching students and my coaches get together and this is where we deliver marketing strategies to 10x your business to help you get literally one year's worth of results in the next 90 days. At this event, we will have two guest speakers, two super incredible people, industry leaders. The first individual is none other than Joel Marion and his talk is called How to Scale Your Business and Your Message 10 Times Bigger, 10 Times Faster. Joel went from zero to $100 million with his supplement business, BioTrust, in just over one year. And he built his Instagram following just recently to over a million followers in less than five months. That's right. That's insane. Next, we'll have my coach, Bedros Koulian, and he's going to be teaching us empire habits, how to sell high-ticket products and services like a boss. Bedros is the author of the brand new best-selling book, Man Up, and he went from a fleeing immigrant to a business front runner, taking his Fit Body Bootcamp franchise to one of the fastest growing franchises named by Inc. Magazine. How do you sign up? You go to this website. Write this down. It's also in the show notes, all right? Vince Del Monte, sevenfiguremastermind.com. All right, Vince Del Monte, sevenfiguremastermind.com. Read the whole page. On this page, you'll also see a number of our success stories. So if you've been burned before, if you've invested into a coach, you, you know you need a coach. I don't need to sell you on needing a coach. Everyone needs a mentor, right? Or else it's so easy to get off track. But if you want to hear what we're doing with other members, I highly recommend you watch these videos, all right? So you know what we're capable of, all right? Then at the bottom of the page, there's a place to fill out some information, all right? We're going to get a good idea of where you're at, where you want to go. And then on the page after that, you'll see a video of me and Jay Maxwell, and he's going to point you to a link which provides you his calendar so you guys can set up a call. He can answer all your questions. We don't do any hard selling. It's just to ensure this is a right fit for you kind of call, all right? And that's all you got to do, Vince Delmonte, sevenfiguremastermind.com. And if you sign up, 
All right. If you sign up before the end of the year, before 2019 rolls around, we will hook you up with a free 10x growth con ticket for free. It's a $197 ticket. I bought 50 of them and a whole ton of us are going to be sitting together. 35,000 entrepreneurs, Miami, Florida, Grant Cardone. He's got an insane lineup of the world's top entrepreneurs, business folk. We'll be learning from them. And then a couple days later, we'll be getting together in Clearwater. So you can make it a week long trip. Obviously, this is for super serious people ready to grow. All right. And, uh, all you got to do is fill out the application and we'll jump on the phone. We'll figure out if it's a good fit for you, answer all your questions, and then we will go from there.